Hello, everyone. Hello. My name is Matt Armando. And I'm Emily Riggins. And this is TBD. With Matt Emily. It's definitely a fun trick to get you to laugh or whatever, like right as we're starting the podcast. It's probably a bad idea that I start them all off. Like, because I'm always doing something sort of tricky. I feel like if you started the podcast off, yeah. you'd probably do like three, two, one. Just like lead and into like it. Really let me know it was about to start. But I usually take i either usually take a pause like a long pause um which is to get room noise <laughs> uh and then start and i i guess i typically get you off guard guard or you and i are talking about some nonsense before the show um which, and then you just pause and then i just pause for like a half second and i and i start the show and you're jarred at the fact that i've just started the podcast um it's me on my toes what it keeps me on my toes I thought you just said kiss me on my toes and i was like what keeps me on my toes and i didn't think you really wanted me to kiss your toes i think i thought that was like a phrase i don't know from ohio or something where you should just go kiss me on my toes because <laughs> you didn't say it like a command nor would that be a thing i'd even think you'd say to me you said it in such a wistful way that it was like, you know, it's raining think, cats and dogs out there. What do you think people are doing in Ohio with these phrases? I mean, there are weird phrases what all over. What could kiss like, me on my toes possibly mean? Um, I, I, okay. When you said it to me, I thought you were saying like, be nicer to me. As in like, I don't, shouldn't be so teasing with well, the intro. Honestly, yes. So kiss me on my toes means be nicer to me. And that doesn't that like if someone kissed you on your toes, <laughs> sounds like kind of a nice thing. I don't know. We were talking about Quentin Tarantino before we started recording. Uh, and that's not a joke. We were. <laughs> we were. We were talking about his feet. It was a feet thing. He has a feet thing. Which uh, I just learned about before this podcast. Which is strange because I that is like the cliche thing that he's known for is like uh, feet being all his movies. Like it's almost a... Like people will still make fun of him for it, but I would consider that hack. Like, because people in people fifteen, no, people like twenty years ago were already talking about how he loves feet. Um, I think at that point he only had two movies with feet in them, maybe three. Uh, <laughs> twenty years ago, ninety nine. I'm picturing yeah. a movie that has feet in them, but the feet are just like the characters that are talking. They have like little mouths. He would make that movie, but uh, generally it's just like it's just like a gratuitous shot of someone's feet. Because I, I believe people think he enjoys filming. There's a filming part of that. I'm sure he does. Uh, it's fine. It is a little it's a little weird that it is like a thing that he's known for. And he's just like, I don't care that people know me for this. I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just got to lean in, you know, be yourself. Lean in. Lean forward. Lean back. M- MSNBC's slogan, oh. I think. Lean forward. Or something like that. I lean a lot when I stand. Uh, which way? Um, well, it depends, but I like to lean on my shoulder. Okay. So like a wall leaner. Do you lean yeah. um, when you're on the subway and you're standing, like against the walls or the poles? It depends on how crowded it is. Generally, mm-hmm. I hold on. But if there's no one else really on that pole, I'll lean. Do you lean if you're in like the door and you're just leaning on the... I would lean back against a door. Mm. Even though it says do not lean? Yeah, I don't listen to that. Also, sometimes it's so crowded that if you're not leaning, you're if, you're not, just, if you're not leaning, you're—I don't know—you're in everyone else's personal space. Mm-hmm. I, if I have my, I'm well. If I have my way, I'm sitting on the train. Second method: if I'm in the door, I like to lean against 
the like inner pole. So like someone can still be holding the pole, mm-hmm. but I'm leaning, I'm leaning sort of halfway against the door, halfway against the seat. Mm. Uh, and then the pole in the middle, I will only, I rarely have myself leaning against that because even if it's an empty train, I'd rather be leaning towards the door than leaning on that center pole. Um, and I'm not even a big, cause, you know, some people really get angry about people leaning on that, the middle pole. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't get that flustered about that. Uh, although I guess if it's a, like a packed train and someone's leaning against it, it's like, yeah. okay, dude, get off the pole. Yeah. Get off the pole. You see those new poles where they split the pole? Yep. Those are good. I like those. Some people don't like them because it, they think it's anti-showtime. Showtime, showtime, showtime. Um, I love showtime and I've never thought about that. But mostly I like it because there's more room to hold on to. Yeah, I, I, I'm not, I'm not necessarily pro or anti Showtime. Um, I don't really watch it all the time. Like even if it happens, I'm usually. Oh, if it's on my car, I'm watching. Keep going. Uh, <laughs> but I'd rather have the pole because it's it's harder for people to pull hug on it. Pull hug slash pull hog. <laughs> People are out here hugging poles. More people can. I mean, people. I mean, right? They there's they got their arms yeah, wrapped around. Yeah. Them. Uh, but now that they're the split poles, you can't really do that. Mm-hmm. You can kind of wedge your hand in between them, but they're. Yeah, and they've also added more poles. That's the other thing. There's more than there used to be. And that's good too. Yeah. People need to be able to stand and hold on to something. Yeah, I think they should add the uh, add back the old straps that hang mm-hmm. down. I hate holding on to the um, ones above your head because. Fun fact, I carry a bag mm-hmm. and the bag's usually heavy. And then to just really build on the theme of this podcast, which is my limbs falling asleep, <laughs> um, h- reaching up and having the bag on my shoulder makes my shoulder fall asleep. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, I'll say my I, life is really hard. I'm uh, I'm taller than you. Not by much, but I am. That's true. I mean, these are facts. And I, I and I'm not short. <laughs> In fact, I'm I believe I'm the exact medium height for an American male. <laughs> five foot nine um anyone who's five foot ten or taller is thinking i'm short right now <laughs> um but i find it tough to hold the top thing because it's just it's you're, you're really reaching up there yeah and i watch some people who are shorter than me struggle like really reach that pole like in a way where like they're stretching 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 and i'm like that is way too high for this person and i feel bad i feel bad for me i feel bad for them i don't like they, it. if they put little straps on there taller people can still hold between the straps and the shorter people can grab onto the handles and everyone's having a great time that's what the subways are known for people having a great time the subway um needs more little things to make it more pleasurable to hide us from the fact that there are so many miserable things about the train so many um yeah, I th- yeah, I just had a weekend of bad train experiences, which is also hacky to talk about because everyone talks about it. But I was going to say the New York trains are they're embarrassing. They are embarrassing. They're getting they're not getting any better. And every time it has a freak out and everyone in the city freaks out and tweets about it and whatnot, mm-hmm. you would think they would something would get yeah. better. You'd think somewhere more money would get thrown at it. Just thrown. Here's here's the thing. New York City and maybe like some of the surrounding area or something needs to be split off as a new state separate from New York state because the problem with the subway is it's managed by the state, not by the city, mm-hmm. which is tr- true. Most places, most places like the city government exists, but like 
they only have so much funding that yeah. they can allocate. They can only have so many laws they can make. They can only do yeah. so much taxation and whatnot. But if New York City was its own state, call it New Amsterdam. It was a throwback. People love throwbacks these days. Um, let's call it New Amsterdam. New Amsterdam. And then it could tax itself. New York State would be screwed because it would lose all the tax revenue from New York City. If New York City was its own state, it would be... I mean, I don't even—I don't know what New York City is like on per capita for the state for the country, but I bet it's like it's probably has more, makes more money than most states. I would guess. I would, I would assume so. I mean, there's so many people that live here. I would guess California, Texas, um, and F- Florida probably have bigger all have bigger economies than New York City. But you think New York City, New York City is might be like number four. Honestly, I don't know. Phil- uh, uh, Pennsylvania probably has kind of a lot. But like Chicago. Oh yeah. Illinois. Illinois might be on there too. I think you have to be. Okay. So the reason, well, and not the, yeah. So Texas and California are obvious because they each have several. Isn't Texas like, not Texas, California, like the fourth, the fifth. It's like one of the, like if it was just by itself, it'd be one of the biggest economies in the world. Yeah. Like bigger than most countries. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, New York. I mean, I think New York is also on probably on that list. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, any place that has like multiple multiple large cities, which is really, I mean, there are some others that that kind Ohio of qualify. Ohio has for multiple that, large cities. Yeah, but not on the scale of like, like San Francisco and L.A. being in one state, or like Houston and Dallas. Like those are mega cities. But I mean, the three. Let me list you the five biggest cities in the country. Do you know what they are? In I don't. Order? I don't think I know what they are. It is New York, then L.A then Chicago, then Houston, or no, then Philadelphia, then Houston. Okay. Um, so given that New York, LA, yeah, I don't know. Given that there's LA and San Francisco and like a bunch of other big places and also all of Silicon Valley in yeah. uh, California, I give it to them. Houston, Dallas, Austin, maybe some other place I'm forgetting. Those are all huge cities mm. where like, Yes, there are a couple of cities of large size in Ohio. Uh, uh, there's three. Keep going. Cincinnati, uh, um, Cleveland, and is it Columbus is the other one you're thinking of? If you had missed Columbus, I would have walked out of this apartment. Well, I mean, the only reason, I mean, there's no baseball team there, so I'm not going to listen. I'm walking out of this apartment. <laughs> um, but like those, I'm not here to like disparage those cities, Uh I mean, I'm from a city that's probably roughly the size of Cincinnati or Cleveland, uh, Worcester, Massachusetts. I, I don't know for a fact that they're the same, but I would I would I would guess they're not that much different in size where I would like I know that Boston dwarfs Worcester by like tenfold. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure Boston is also like as probably as big as like Cincinnati and Cleveland combined. I'm not looking that fact up, but I'm not looking up these facts either. I would guess it's probably pretty big. Cities are weird in that way. Like if you're like cities that are more known for their like skyscrapers mm-hmm. tend to like you're like you're like oh well land wise they're probably about the same but then you realize like how many uh, huge buildings there are in yeah. like New York or L A or some of the some of the places in like Florida really do mm-hmm. that too like Jacksonville is like all skyscrapers. <laughs> um, New York's got that Manhattan schist. Schist. Yeah. It's you talking the about bedrocks. Yeah. Yeah, where all the midtown buildings are shorter than downtown and yeah. uptown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Have we talked about anything yet? We started the podcast, but I'm confused if we've actually talked about anything. Um, I mean, we've talked about stuff. Nothing relevant. This is TBD podcast. I'm just postulating on sizes of Midwestern cities. <laughs> Let's know. backtrack a little bit. This is the podcast called TBD. Hello. Um, I'm Emily. This is the other guy's Matt. <laughs> this is the other guy. <laughs> um, and you know, it's just us today. No Matt, guests. Matt and Emily alone. Yeah, we haven't been having a guest sit here nope. listening to us talk about <laughs> nonsense. And we, you know, we're gonna we're drinking tea, but we're gonna get to the tea later. I don't know. We could get to it pretty soon. Well, I think we will, but let me finish my rant. Uh-huh. Um, and then Matt and I both have a topic to share with the other person. Yeah. Emily doesn't know mine. And I don't know Matt's. There we go. Let's talk tea. <laughs> Emily, sing us in. Tea talk, tea talk, tea talk, tea talk. So, hey, everyone. We've got a tea. Uh, another new tea, as we have every week. Um, we try to sample a new a new thing. Um, this week we are, uh, having our, is our third tea from this company? I think fourth. Fourth? Our fourth tea from a company that we are the tea ambassadors, or not the tea ambassadors, a, a pair of tea ambassadors from, uh, Plum Deluxe is a wonderful tea company that, uh, we've had a few, a uh, few other teas on here. And if you go to plumdeluxe.com and type in the VIP code TBD, that's T-E-A-B-D. Uh, you get 10% off your purchase, and um, I think we get something sent our way. <laughs> yeah. And you can also, on the um, episode description, you can follow the link, and that will take you to... Take you to the Plum Deluxe's yeah. website. And you can also get like a monthly subscription. They also offer a monthly thing. And yeah. I think if you come through our referral link, we get uh, some sort of thing from that. Too. We do. <laughs> um, and it helps you because you get tea. It helps you. It helps us. And it, it helps, helps Plum Deluxe. It helps Plum Deluxe. Most importantly, thank you, Plum Deluxe. Now, uh, what is this tea called? This tea is uh, a tea Emily picked because it's of something she's had a top. Her, this has been her topic on yeah. the show before. It's not her topic tonight. No, sadly. Today, tonight. It's not even night when we're recording this. I don't know why I said tonight. Um, this was a topic of hers, I want to say, a year I want to say 14 months ago. I want to say two Mays ago. Uh, you had this topic. Uh, yeah, I think that's true. The tea is called Royal Wedding Black Tea. It is uh, all organic with a uh, black tea, lemon peel, elderflowers, vanilla slash almond essences, love and gratitude. It also has caffeine in it. Thank God. Um, this is one of the fewer uh, lists of ingredients we've had from them. Just yeah. bla- the black tea, lemon peel, elderflowers, and the uh, and a couple of essences. Love a good essence. I'm gonna take another sip. Have a sip. I haven't had any sips of the tea. Oh yet. my god! Um, looking at it, it's got it's definitely got these little flowers in it, um, which are I guess the elderflowers. Uh, a little chunks of lemon peel, little dried up pieces of lemon. Uh, I guess essences are mostly invisible, so I can't see those. I think you can taste them. Oh, you can taste them, but you can't listen. I know, I'm just saying when I'm taste, I I can taste them. Mm-hmm. And uh, black tea. It kind of looks like if you took um, black tea and mixed it with like miniature cornflakes. <laughs> That's what I think it looks like. Um, I can see that. It's definitely a black tea. It tastes, I can taste the vanilla in it a lot. Um, I don't know. I don't always know if I'm tasting right. So we'll see what Matt has to say um i'm in charge no i just i also think the <laughs> i also don't know if it also is the milk i put in it mm, so indeed milk is vanilla isn't it 
it's like creamy and vanilla is you know honestly they, they're they're really two distinct things but for some reason they really i think because so many people their definition of vanilla is ice cream and ice cream has milk in it yes so whenever you think of vanilla you think of ice cream yeah you know what's weird is that vanilla is one of the most flavorful and like complex things there is mm-hmm. i love vanilla it's in a lot of stuff we love vanilla as like a society it's a worldwide society yeah yet it's the definition of boring when you're like oh that's so vanilla but i think in, in ice cream it is not as exciting and as it is in other things yeah because it's like the og ice cream probably i don't know the yeah. history of ice cream but it probably they were probably like yeah. hmm, we need something that tastes really good let's put vanilla in it or yeah. whatever um i actually fun fact when i bake cookies um I didn't know you baked cookies. Oh, that's rude. <laughs> I've just never seen one of these cookies before. Um, when I bake cookies, actually when I bake anything, if the recipe calls for vanilla, I'm like, okay, that's a suggestion. And I just add so much more vanilla than what the recipe calls for. Huh. That's why my snickerdoodles are so good. It's just vanilla, vanilla, vanilla. And I put more cinnamon in them than it calls for too. Interesting. I'd love to taste one one day. Maybe. Uh... <laughs> Um, I do taste vanilla in, in these, in this tea. I t- it tastes like a vanilla black tea. I mean, even the lemon peel and the elderflower, I'm like, yeah, I guess those are in here. Yeah. I, my predominant flavor is the vanilla. Um, although I'm out of tea and I need to pour myself some new tea. Yeah. And it's not, it's not citrusy at all. Um, this kind of reminds me if I ever had one of your cookies, it reminds me of how they would have more vanilla in them than normal. Cause this like does taste... Maybe it's because it's also almond, and I guess maybe almond is a little vanilla-y, too. Um, at least that's kind of how I think about amaretto, which is just an almond liqueur. I love amaretto sours. Um, but that... Uh, Did you know that about me? Did I ever, ever share that with you? I, I don't know. I love an amaretto sour. I, I like it in general and as a sour. I'll drink it on the rocks, like those commercials used to say. <laughs> Disarono and the rocks... It's like, uh, it was a thing. <laughs> you can trust me. I don't. Um, um, oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're like a, like a 60s scandalized housewife. <laughs> mm. ah. Won't someone please think of the children? <laughs> oh, the children. Um, vanilla black tea. That's how, I, that's what I'm tasting. And this is like the Madagascan vanilla, which mm-hmm. was a tea we had also about a year and a half ago. Two uh, maize ago. To well, we would have had that two marches ago. Okay, I think it was like the first month. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was <laughs> that was back when I only owned a couple teas. <laughs> that was back when we rotated bringing teas, and now we just have a tea chest. And now we have a tea chest that it's mostly teas Emily brought, a I, few teas that I randomly acquire. Um, I want to say you now provide six eighths. I think that's. Um, which there's of course a lower, lower way of, of doing that, which is, uh, uh, three fourths. fourths. <laughs> um, I kind of, once I got into eighths, then I was like, but I was, I was thinking maybe I'd say seven eighths mm-hmm. between six and seven eighths of our teas now come from Emily. I have a problem. Um, I have an addiction. It's not my fault. Or our lovely, our lovely, uh, um, partners yeah. at Plum Deluxe. Yeah. They sent us all these teas. Sometimes a guest will bring us tea. Yes, that's happened a couple of times um, recently, even. 
And uh, but yeah, Emily brings. I bring. Let's just say I bring the tea. <laughs> Uh, one eighth of the time, <laughs> Emily. Yeah, okay. Here's it. Here it yes. is. Emily brings it six eighths. Uh, I bring it one eighth, and the other one eighth is acquired by other means. I'm glad that we had our math talk. I'm more. I was worried we hadn't had it in a while. It has been a while. That's true. Um, um yeah. Let's go back to this tea. Um, do you taste any elderflower? No, I taste vanilla and I taste black tea. <laughs> um, do you taste the love and gratitude? Oh shit! Um, I I'm tasting a lot more love in this than gratitude, but I guess I can feel the gratitude as well. Uh, let me let me taste. Let's see what you have. Yeah, oh, God, what's like hot. the stronger notes of? Yeah, right. we're, we're also drinking from my tiny little my teacups from Japan, which have no handles, and the heat goes right through them. Uh, you know, I gotta disagree with you. I think the gratitude is really coming out on top for me. Okay. You have, I mean, everyone has a different palate and maybe you can taste gratitude more than I can. I think so. Um, do you taste the lemon or the elderflower? No, I mostly just taste the vanilla and the black tea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's good. I mean, oh. I love vanilla mm-hmm. as discussed. Mm-hmm. Pro vanilla. Good job. Uh, Plum Deluxe, our friends, which not a coincidence that we've liked all the teas because we got to pick the ones out yes. we wanted to try. <laughs> Um, and yes, I really only picked this one because it said Royal Redding Black Tea and I got to be on Redding? brand. Royal Redding? Don't get out of here. I have to. I have to. Royal Wedding Black Tea. Because, I mean, I have to be on brand. You know, if I hadn't chosen this tea and you had found out there was a Royal Wedding Tea. Yeah, I guess. You're, I think your instincts are right. Mm-hmm. I probably would not have bothered to look this up. Though I have been on Plum Deluxe's website mostly to make sure our offer code works or VIP code, um, but I I don't hunt around looking. For, I probably would have sent it to you and been like, "Hey, look, they have this," and you would have had it secretly in your head, been like, "I knew they had that, but I didn't pick it." I didn't pick it, Matt. Don't talk. Or maybe you maybe you would confront me. You'd be like, "I almost picked that." Yeah. I don't think I'd grill you about it. I I would say you very rarely grill me about anything. That's true, but I'm, I grill pe. I do like grilling people. That's all. That I will say that, and that is fair to think that I might do it. But I think in this case, it would be the kind of thing where I'd be like, "You just did." It's not. I wouldn't think you saw it and then didn't get it. Which that'd be what I'd grill you about. What I'd think is, "Oh, she missed this. I got to show her something cool." And I already saw it. Anyways, back to this tea. It's like when cats bring home dead mice. It's like a present for you. We were talking about that earlier today. And um, that's why I brought it up. Um, <laughs> I just want to shout it back to the royal wedding. It was such a beautiful time. And now they have a child together. Royal baby. <sighs> you know what I was thinking about today? And this relates. Meghan Merkel and Harry and how their relationship's going. If the paparazzi's too mean to her. How her relationship with Kate Middleton is. Oh, man, I've been thinking about all those things too. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here's what I was really <laughs> thinking about. So I was talking... Prince William and Prince Harry's relationship. And if it's not going well... What was the what caused God. the fray? Uh, let me set this up. I was talking to people. Uh, they were bringing up pro wrestling, and like they didn't know that I know kind of a lot about pro wrestling. So then they're talking about uh, like independent wrestling and like how people are in the amateurs and they do wrestling like before, like you know, people don't just start on TV as wrestlers. They have to start somewhere else. But they were acting like they didn't like they were like oh amateur wrestlers like just people who do it for fun. And I wanted to chime in because I was like, 
well, they have to start somewhere. Like everyone famous started somewhere like, which was kind of my own thing when I was like in my twenties, I kind of had an epiphany where I was like, oh, famous comedians, they all started out being not famous comedians. Mm -hmm. Like it, for some reason in my head, I just thought like you were a talented person and they just like put you on TV and you got to be, I don't know, someone funny on TV. Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler. Like I, like it was my mind. It was just like, oh, you just get that. More for I more thought about it for stand-ups. I figured most people who do acting like start as kids or something. Although that's not even true. A lot of actors start in their twenties, thirties, whenever. Mm-hmm. Um, and whenever, honestly, uh, just take an improv class and you can be an actor. But um, but like stand-ups was like this weird thing where like I didn't know about like what I didn't like think open mics were a thing like it yeah. never crossed my mind that like oh you have to grind to become like a famous person and i think a lot of people don't really realize that and this conversation about not like like kind of make not making fun of but being like being flippant about these yeah. like amateur wrestlers i was like yeah well they had to start somewhere and i was thinking like yeah there's like there's nothing like if someone's famous for anything they started doing it somewhere else. Like anyone who's even on reality shows, like, or not like just not the ones that people get randomly plucked for, but like RuPaul's drag race or whatever, like these people are doing their stuff for years, for years. They They don't just like go on there or like, you know, these like Penn and tellers fool us. Like they've been practicing magic for like 15. Yeah. You know, like these are like things that people do spend possibly decades, like perfecting their one, you know, 10 minute act even. Um, or versions of their act or whatever. And I, so I, I was saying to myself, like, in my head, why don't these people know that, like, nobody starts off famous? And then I was like, the only, in my head still, I didn't tell anyone this until right now, the only people who don't have to do anything to be famous are royal babies. Because as soon as they're born, they're famous. Royal <laughs> Immediately. Babies. I mean, even, like, you know, the people that get married to, like, the royal wedding people, like, the the one who there's like a famous one and there's like usually one that's either not famous or way less famous yeah <laughs> uh because people only really care about like the seemingly the main uh english i think that's true however counterpoint mm-hmm. um a lot of the problems that people think that prince charles and prince diana had was that everyone immediately became obsessed with her and was like liked her so much more than him and i think there's also a very like a lot of in like intrigue and like interest in maybe not so much Kate Middleton, but um, Megan Merkel, Duchess Megan, that's her official name, mm-hmm. um, because she like was an actress, an American. Yeah, well, I think it's also. I mean, even since even like just because the internet, yeah. like I know like Princess Di was like the the internet was just beginning back then, <laughs> where now it's like like. I mean, I'm sure like the royal wedding and babies and whatnot were always big with like newspapers, but like it's not like, and maybe was like on the, I don't know, I never, I've never watched any of it on TV, but, and I assume some of it was like broadcast somewhere, but now it's like, oh, if the royal wedding's happening, you know it because yeah. it's all over the, it's all over Twitter. Yeah. Uh, people are Instagramming and Facebooking and all of it. Um, we're like, yeah. And that's just, that seems to be just the recent crop of the last like, two or three royal weddings Mm -hmm. (laughs) um shows how in touch i am with it all uh but now yeah people are way crazier about it now 
and they can share like their own memes from the show suits or whatever (laughs) suits what a great show (sighs) all right royal wedding royal wedding um are we i think we're ready let's let's do the question that we've all been that we've all been waiting for matt me um i have a question for you let's hear it is this royal wedding black tea from plum deluxe your cup of tea or not your cup of tea so weird that Emily was trying to get me to interrupt her in there because I was like away from the microphone. You also were so far away. Pouring from my tea. And she had the pause. <sighs> I poured my tea like a boss too. You see how oh, fast I poured that? I'll get you one day. <laughs> I'll, I'd, uh, I'd get you if it, I get it. I would have gotten away with it if it weren't for you. Pesky, pesky kids. kids. I was trying really hard to get that out. <laughs> um, this is my cup of tea. This is great. Um, this is this combination of almond and, and vanilla in this like strength is not anything I've had with a tea before. And this is and this is a pretty simple tea. It's a black tea with just the couple of extra flavors added to it. Again, the lemon and the elderflower are not to me overpowering or even <laughs> like I think they're just mixing into the flavors. Yeah. And so uh, this is a this is a good tea. This is, uh, yeah. This has been this is one of the better teas we've had in a while. I I I, uh, I have to look up my list of things, but you know this is maybe my top. Uh, it's maybe in the running for my top five of year two of the podcast. Wow. Which I don't know if we're gonna do top fives of year two at our anniversary episode, like we did for our first anniversary episode. But yeah. you know what? We I'll could. keep it in my mind anyways. <laughs> I thought for a second you were gonna say I'm not sure if we're gonna do a two-year anniversary episode and i oh i know the episode's gonna happen shocked scandalized we all know the episode is gonna happen we don't know the content of the episode yet devastated what are some other words i can think of crushed crushed smushed smushed to smithereens um imploded um emily do you find the plum deluxe tea royal wedding black tea which has a slogan, Cheer, uh, cheers to a special celebrate. Wait, no. Cheers to special celebrations. That's not on all these, right? It's just this one. Do you find this tea? Wait, did I say the name? <laughs> Royal Wedding Black Tea. Do you find this to be your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? That was the hardest one to not interrupt because you did such a bad job. And um, I asked you a question in the middle <laughs> of it, which I think is fair game for you to answer. I would not have um, called you out on that one. Well, to be fair, they do do like... So like the the apple cinnamon warmth had like hug and a mug at the oh, end. Oh, that was like yeah. okay, where that is. Okay. Yeah. I don't always read the labels. Um <laughs> Is it your cup of tea or not? It is my cup answer of tea. The, answer the damn question. <laughs> no. Um it is my cup of tea. I like vanilla. Um actually as I'm drinking it now with a little less milk, um I was better about pouring it. I can I feel like I can almost get a hint of a lemon. H H of L. Yeah, H of L. Classic way of describing hint of lemon. But it's very good. I would drink this on a warm day. I would drink Today. it as iced tea. <laughs> Today is a warm day. Oh, I meant I let me rephrase. I would drink it on a cold day to be warmer. Oh. I would drink it on a hot day to be even hotter. I would drink it as an iced tea on a hot day. I would drink it as a hot tea on a hot day. You are drinking it as a hot tea on a hot day. I would drink it as a iced tea in the winter. And we never drink iced teas. That's we, not true. We only did it once. Um, 
Maybe again. I think this would make a great iced tea just to continue which teas I think would be a good iced tea and which ones wouldn't. In case you guys are missing, Emily has said that to every tea we've had for three months straight. <laughs> <laughs> if, if Or even if it's like a tea we don't like, it's like, but maybe this would be better as an iced tea. <laughs> I think one, I've been hot for the past three months. So just I just want to be in ice at all times. Iced tea on the brain. Um, and two... I think if it's a good hot tea, it's probably going to be a good iced tea. All right, I, I accept your I accept your challenge. <laughs> tea talk done. Tea talk complete. Thank you, Plum Deluxe. This is very good. Oh yeah, TB, uh, TBD is the VIP code. Go to plumdeluxe.com. No. Emily, it's my turn. Yeah, it's your turn. Do you want me to say that? Uh, hey. Hello, Emily. Hi, Claire. Riggins. <laughs> Those are all three of my names. It's what's it all the Emily Claire Ring Ekum Eker 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 ECR Eker Eker Okay <laughs> Ecto Cooler What's up? Uh That's me. Emily, you have a topic, a mini topic, I do. a miniature topic, a short one, as small as they get on the show. <laughs> Oh, we should do microtopics sometimes. Oh, well, what an episode. We just like quick fire go through a bunch of things. Hot we, takes we have, like, we have. We have like, yeah, hot, the hot takes episode. And then it's just one sentence each. And the episode title is still every topic we've covered in it. <laughs> you have fun with that. Um, Emily, you have a miniature topic. What is it? I do. Um, I'm going to tell you a little background on this. I think it's fun to do a little background. Um, I, I'm taking this topic a little diff- different direction than I normally do. I'm going to talk about something I don't like. A negative thing. Oh, my God. Um. And this is something I've been, it's not that I'm so much negative, it's that I'm bad at it, and I've been bad at it my entire life. Uh, saying the word Massachusetts? <laughs> no, that's rude. <laughs> um, Should I just sit here and guess the things I think you're, <laughs> think you're bad at? I would love that. Uh. No. <laughs> um, and when I said this, I was like, Mom, this is going to be my topic. I'm so excited about it. It's something I've been bad at my entire life. I made her guess. How many... How many things did she say this before you got to this is what it? she said talking to strangers meeting new people standing up straight <laughs> anyways that was my standing story up about how is quite a topic for a podcast <laughs> how my mom is mean to me i love you mom you're mean to me um but my topic wait what was she really guessing or was she purposely being mean she was purposely being mean um because i if i was to be guessing i probably would guess things that Maybe would come off as mean, but uh, they'd be like, I'm like trying to be like, well, what does Emily think she is bad at? <laughs> I would love to know what you think I'm going to talk about. Um, two guesses. Two guesses. Um, uh, I know some things you are bad at, like doing the laundry. <laughs> That's true. Um, going to bed on time. <laughs> Those are both true. <laughs> but the answer that my topic is today is spelling spelling i would not have guessed that even though i <laughs> i do have to proofread every time you read an episode description I have to i've gotten f- better mostly i did have to you, you didn't capitalize the the y in youtube and i was like and you wrote it several times that way and i was like that's not how you write youtube <sighs> that's a grammar mistake not spelling and when we're talking about spelling <laughs> it's a different episode yes um i've been bad at spelling my entire life um so wait, what's the topic spelling Mm-hmm. it's not bad at spelling it's just spelling yeah just spelling mm-hmm. um i can remember in fifth grade having a 
parent teacher conference with my teacher and him being like, oh, you're good at everything else, but we got to get the spelling grade up. And he offered to give me candy if I got a B on the next test. And then I did. And he never gave me candy so that I never tried hard. <laughs> That's, uh, he should have given you the way learning works. He should have randomly given you candy other times you did well, but not all of them. Cause then you were, you're always expecting it, but you're not always getting it. So you always still try for it. Either way, I didn't get it. Um, therefore I never tried it spelling again. Um, I mostly just want to talk about how spelling doesn't make any sense most of the time. And there are certain words I truly just, I'm 29 years old mm-hmm. and I don't know how to spell them. I still can't spell uh, recommend correctly. I think I can do recommend. Spell it right now. No. R-E-C-O-M-M-E-N-D. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know how to spell it. Uh, I can't spell. Uh, yeah, that's recommend is a hard one for me. Some of them I I do I have like learned how to like pronounce them so I always spell them right like uh I think like uh beautiful like where you go like yeah, I just if I brain I go beautiful <laughs> B E A beautiful that's how I do it um what's that from it's from I'm pretty sure oh, what's that Jim Carrey movie yeah. where he's God oh uh, uh Bruce Almighty thank you um yeah that's what that's from um yeah and I sometimes and it like. I do with people's, I have to type people's names a lot. Um, actually, from this podcast, whenever I type guest names, like, because I type, I end up typing them like 10 different times by the time I've published and done all the Instagrams and stuff. And I really get used to spelling people's names because I like figure out how to do them. But I also do it a lot for work and I have to do little like uh, things in my brain. Like, I pronounce the name, I pronounce everyone's names phonetically. So I get the yeah. whole spelling in there. Spell Massachusetts. M A S S A C H U S S E T T S. I think I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, I think there's some extra letters in there, but I'm. It's okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, the two words that I truly, in my daily life, have trouble spelling, and I use fairly often, are necessary. Oh, that's a bad one too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In fact, I spell it so wrong that word will suggest the word massacre mm-hmm. as massacre a word i can spell correctly <laughs> i can spell massacre necessary which my problem in my thesis which i've discussed on this podcast um i use the word necessary a bunch apparently it's a word i use all the time it's a necessary it's word it's a necessary word and i still don't know how to spell it it's like yeah. the c's and the s's get swapped in my head and i don't know which one's which i don't know which order i don't know which one gets doubled and yeah. I just, every single time I spell it, I spell it differently every single time. It's th- not like I'm consistently doing the wrong same spelling. It's just wrong. I think I have the exact same feelings toward this word. I, it's the same thing. Don't know which ones are S's and C's. Don't know which ones are doubled up. There could be three C's in a row in that word for all I know. <laughs> uh, N-E-C-E-S-S-E-R-Y. I don't know. I think that's just uh, whatever. Um... I think it's funny when internet trolls and stuff like I really whenever people make spelling mistakes online and they're trying to like make a point and it's like some ranty thing. Mm-hmm. It is really funny. Like when people kept writing like I hate Rouge one. What a bad Star Wars movie. Yeah. Because I will read I'm going to read your spelling errors the wrong way. Like especially if you're spelling a different word. Um, I try to be gentle to people because you know we're all just doing our best down there in this world and I'm bad at spelling and I'm bad at grammar. 
And, you know, it doesn't make you not smart. It doesn't make you, it doesn't make you dumb. It just makes means you made a mistake. And I try to be nice. It's true. Although I also don't, I never really pick on people for that. I just, I read it and I go, ha that's funny you did thing. it. Um, ha 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 I also really struggle with the word calendar and I don't know why I shouldn't struggle with the word that's, calendar. That's not even that complicated. No. I think there's an... It's phonetic, cal and dar. <laughs> it's, the, it's the R part at the end. I always type it as E-R. Calendar. Yeah. That's how I say it. Calendar. Yeah. I guess it is more that way, but... I also, yeah. I know how to spell Manhattan, but I do often spell it wrong because I think I say it with a more of a tin sound at the end. You say T-I-N? You spell it T-I-N? Well, T-E-N. T-E-N. Ten. Manhattan. And then I'm like, that's wrong. And I fix it. Ten. Um, Manhattan. <laughs> um, I, um, so as part of being a teacher is I do teach phonics a lot. And um, I actually do think it has helped me. Um, you like learn how to break down words and to figure out if it's an open syllable or a closed syllable. I could talk about this forever, but it's very boring. So I'm not going yeah, to. That's why it's a mini topic. <laughs> um, but also it's boring. Um, but that is actually very helpful. And I think the reason I didn't need it in school is because I learned how to read very fast by just like sight. Like I just memorized the words. I didn't like learn how to like break them down. Mm-hmm. Um, so therefore I missed that spelling. And yeah. therefore... I don't like, it's hard for me to imagine a whole word and that's why I think I'm a bad speller. Yeah. I think I, yeah, at some point I, I think I went too long in my life not knowing how to spell necessary mm-hmm. correctly where now it's, I'm screwed up forever. Yeah. But I actually am pretty good at spelling harder words to spell because I think I learned them later in life and I just learned them right originally. Mm-hmm. Cause I like, I don't know what, I don't know what really counts as a hard word, but like some things that are like, breaking the i before e rule mm-hmm. weird um or are like spelled with some with like silent letters mm-hmm. or like or there's like two versions of the same word you know like uh what is that called uh um uh, oh two homophones no homophones sound the same but are spelled different yeah yeah uh and then there's also like spelled the same but mean different things yeah i don't remember what those are called homonym sure uh whatever uh but i've gotten really like because i'll like sometimes like the harder word is the one you learn later in life for some reason yeah um and so like i get i'm i'm pretty good at that and i will always notice like if you spell like when you say like in vain and you spell vain like v-e-i-n or v-a-n-v-a-n-e um obviously they're there and there it's and it's who's and who's gets and gets i actually gets with a apostrophe is not a real word <laughs> i struggle with who's and like who like who is like which one i should use no like yeah i struggle with that and have to i sometimes will change the wording of my sentence to get around it yeah that is something i do i will change the complete wording of the sentence to avoid using a word or a grammar thing i don't think yeah. i'm doing correctly I'm not sure of um yeah I, I i've also pulled the same tricks where i'm just like oh, let's figure this out yeah i do some mental gymnastics on like i also realize like when you're typing something like if it's like on twitter or whatever you end up like i'll i'll type something out and i'll like then i'll read it over and then i'm not actually fixing the spelling errors but i'm realizing i'm overusing one word and then i'll be like oh now i have to think of let me think of some synonyms for that same word <laughs> Because, like, if other people are reading it, like, say it's a tweet and they read it, they'll get lost. I, I think they'll get lost by reading the same word two or three times, mm-hmm. especially if I'm not using it in quite the same way. 
I don't know. Okay. Um, that's my Twitter life. Okay, I'm going to end my mini topic on um, a highlight on my spelling life. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I want you guys all to go back to kindergarten with me. I'm five years old. All right, we're back in kindergarten. Little Emily, we're in 1995. I had a short haircut. It's a problem. My mom made me get it cut short. It's something I haven't forgiven her for yet. She knows this. Um, mm-hmm. Mom, I love you. I'm so sorry. Toy Story was th- coming out the next year. Um, yeah, it would have been 96, 95, 96. Well, if you're five, that was 95, yeah. right? Um, so I'm a little baby, and I'm learning how to spell, and we're learning how to spell ox, and I spell it right. OX. And OX, yes. And the teacher's like, Emily, such a good job. Go tell your other teacher. And I did. And honestly, she should have never complimented me on my spelling because apparently I never felt the need to try again. But then... You nailed that two-letter word. <laughs> nailed that two-letter word. But then, I, can't, I think it was in first grade, I learned the trick to spell together, a word that I never struggled with, which is to get her. Never struggled with it. And yeah. still today when I spell it, I think to get her. Yeah. It's like, well, do you know the band together? The mm-hmm. fake MTV band? There was a movie called Together. I, yeah, Together. In, I want to say like around the year 2000. Uh, on MTV. It was a made-for-TV movie, I think. But it was definitely an MTV movie. And it was like making fun of boy bands. And like they constructed a boy band. And they were called Together. But it was the, the number two together. <laughs> together. And it was a whole thing like that it was spelled out to get her or whatever. And they were a fake boy band. And it was like the, uh, their songs were like, it's kind of like almost like the Lonely Island where like they were well produced mm-hmm. and they sound like boy band songs, but they're like, they are parody songs. Yeah. And they made a whole movie about their like journey or whatever. And then there's a TV show or maybe the TV show came first. And then they made, they made two full albums. And I believe the second album was called Together Again. <laughs> Uh, I don't remember if there was a TV show or the movie came first. Now I'm blanking on that. I don't know. But uh, that was a thing. Yeah. And Jack Black, the other guy in Tenacious D's brother was like in it. And like, because they had like one guy who's the older guy yeah. in the boy band, which was like a real, you know, on the Backstreet Boys and yeah. sync and stuff all had like the older guy, the badass, the pretty boy, like, you know, yeah, whatever. That was a big deal back in the day. Oh, I know. I mean, together was. <laughs> oh, that I boy bands were my jam. Um, I the last thought I have on spelling, and then we can move on. Is one, be nice to people because we're all just doing our best down there in this world. And two, I wish I was a better speller. <laughs> Don't we all? And sometimes I think typing makes me a worse speller because I'm going fast. And I'm like, no, I know how to spell that word, but I spelled it wrong. Yeah. <sighs> Autocorrect is the really ruins me because i'm like i know what word i'm doing and i even know the words but sometimes like i'm even typing it right but it's like it doesn't it doesn't it rejects my spelling or whatever i do hate it when it's autocorrect's fault yeah i always blame autocorrect it's never my fault it's never my fault well i mean that emily oh god i can't say words right now how do you spell that e m i l I didn't know I, if you were going to spell it right or if you were going to joke spell it wrong and I would have been so mad. I-E at the end? Yeah. I guess that's how you do it. I would have left. Emily. What's the weirdest way you could spell Emily? The uh, weirdest way I've seen it spelled is as two names and it's Emma, E-M-M-A, 
L I E G H. Emma Lee. It's not even, it's Lee spelled the weird way too. <laughs> like if you were to spell Lee, I'd spell L E E. Yeah. Like Lee, the gene company. Yeah. No, but like Lee, or David like. Lee Roth. Lee, like. Uh, Slay. I was just thinking like Slay too. <laughs> but uh, it doesn't, that, it doesn't, it sounds different. Lee, like Slay. Yeah. I get it. Um, slay, but like Santa's Slay, not Slay, like. Yeah. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Thanks for that miniature topic. Thanks. Matt. Yeah. My miniature topic is over. It sure is. See you later topic. It's now, I'm going to take one more sip of my tea and then I'm going to ask you <laughs> what your topic is because it's a big topic. Yeah. What a weird order of things for you to do because you'd think you'd say it and then just take the tea while I'm <sighs> explaining it and then there wouldn't be a weird thing of dead air. And thankfully, my vamping has allowed you to do that. <laughs> Matt, what's your topic? Let me take a sip of tea first. <laughs> I'll vamp. I can do it. No. Uh, my topic. My topic. So you said you were doing something different today. Yeah. Before we started podcasting, you said my topic is uh, unusual in some way. And then you, once we started recording and you said it, you were like, it's a negative thing. Mm-hmm. Or it's a thing I'm bad at. Although it wasn't really as negative as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I, well, I don't know. You tried, You turned it into kind of a positive slash and owning it moment. <laughs> I told you I also was thinking of doing something different and it's because I feel like in too many of my recent topics, I've done too much talking and been too explainy about stuff. And not, not mansplaining, but just overly explaining and not... Matt-splaining. Not, yeah, truly the way I explain things and just not conducive to conversation is hard. And I wanted a topic that I don't necessarily, I, I guess I do know a lot about it. But I feel like you probably also have a lot of feelings and knowledge about it. And it can just be like a thing. And I'm just going to lob it in the air. It's going to be a, bu- it's just a balloon that we want to keep from touching the floor. Played this game so many times as a kid. I'm ready. I played it the other day as an adult. <laughs> uh, you put a balloon in front of me, that, that shit is not touching the floor. <laughs> me and my cousin Donnie in my old kitchen play that game so often. Keep going. Shout out to Donnie. Donnie? Yep. Spell that. D-O-N-N-Y could be ie it's true or if it's someone don a woman named don that's true uh d-a-w-n-y if you're spelling it like that's true brawny the uh paper towel company <laughs> the lumberjack man <laughs> my topic which i'm gonna lob up like a balloon is dive bars okay just that general concept of a dive bar okay um i'm not gonna let this balloon to touch the ground um Please don't i like a bar i like a dive bar so dive bar being certainly its own distinct kind yes. of bar although not i'd say not does not have a specific definition but kind of has a feeling about it i think so it's uh, a little darker as you might say in pornography i'll know it when i see it <laughs> how often are you saying that um wasn't that that was a supreme court thing right um about censorship uh they had a hard time defining what porn pornography uh, okay. was uh but it's like the kind of thing like if you're watching it you can tell the difference between pornography and art for instance because like usually <laughs> like even if it's pornographic art you could kind of be like this is art versus yeah. this is just you know two people having sex um i don't remember who said that but that's not what this is about <laughs> <laughs> but i've thought about like because dive bars are sort of like there's like a list of things that dive bars can have. And I think if you have enough of those things, you are a dive bar. 
Okay. I think one of the things a dive bar has is it's lighting is not great. And to me, the music is either too loud, although that's just a bar thing, or it's like, it's just, it's, it's not like pop music. I think, yeah, probably true. It could be, it could be rap though. Yes. Um, which is popular, but not pop. <laughs> I think the loud, I mean, like about the loud music and what music they play, that's like one of those things on the checklist. Like, so if you're at some bar that's like only playing rock or whatever, <laughs> uh, you wouldn't necessarily be like, this is a dive bar, but that's one of the sort of telltale signs that you are in a dive bar. Yeah. And on the flip side, you could be in a dive bar that's playing like poppy music. Yeah. It's just like now other things have to take that place. Yes. Um, darkness is certainly a large part of it. It's definitely not like super well lit. No. And the lighting that is there is probably, it's probably for the best it is darker. Cause yes. it's, you're not getting like Edison bulbs, like fancy yeah. lighting. Um, cause there's probably also not window. That's probably, there's like very little daylight if it's still daytime. Yes. Um, it's the kind of place you go inside during the day and it's still dark. Yes. I also feel like the, like decor is dark as well. Like a lot of times, like darker walls. Yeah. It's like painted black. Yeah. Or like the floor is probably like green tile, like dark forest green tiles. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's definitely that a few windows and probably like. I don't know, they're often like in a building that's just like they carved a bar into yeah. it. <laughs> they're usually small. I'd say smaller. A dive bar has to be smaller. Yeah. I have been to one large dive bar in my life and it felt like it was like it had like a uh, like sort of a function room mm-hmm. attached to it. But like it wasn't separate at all. It ended up being like one giant bar. Mm-hmm. But it almost felt like you just took two dive bars and Smushed like them. Siamese twins yeah. to them. <laughs> Because then there was like a little doorway you had to go through. But it yeah. just felt like you went from one dive bar to another yeah. dive bar. Um, what, um, I think there's a lot of booths. Booths. Yeah. Booths. But. I'd say booths and booze. It's and like, booze. You're more likely yes. to take, be taking shots, I think, in like a dive bar. Yes. And they're not doing it so many cocktails. They're yeah. doing like beer, maybe one cider. And they'll have like the the cocktails they'll have will be like Long Island iced tea, yeah, and like Grateful Dead's and like anything you can just anything you're just pouring a bunch of liquor in your yeah. cup, or oh the other thing they have, and I think this is you can get these at cla- like nicer bars, but I think it's a staple of dive bars is like the machine with the frozen alcoholic thing, like just like you know it's always churning a, a pina colada thing, yes. Um, and that's like, if you're going there, you're either drinking beer or this pina colada thing. And it's probably either mostly sugar or mostly booze. It's not, it probably doesn't, it tastes like fine. Yes. It's not, it's not record setting on the uh, taste. And they, they all have like their margarita, which tastes nothing like if you went to like a Mexican restaurant or if. Like you went to any place, you'd get a way better margarita than yep. here. Their definition is like sour mix, a wedge of lemon, and so a bunch of vodka. And they're like, here you go. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's probably made of vodka and not even uh, tequila. <laughs> I also think in terms of their drink selection, they don't have a wide variety. Like they have like no. the staples, maybe one like nicer beer. 
And then that nicer beer will be like Guinness. Yeah. It'll be like a hugely popular nice beer. Yeah. Um, and then not a lot of other choices. Yeah. And there's probably no menu. Mm-hmm. It's probably like you have to look at the taps. <laughs> or there's a chalkboard. Chalkboard. If you want a cocktail, you kind of got to see like, okay, I guess this place sells Coke and they have well vodka. Yeah. I want those two put together. <laughs> Or I mean, most places could. Yeah, they'll they'll make a gin and tonic, but I hope you don't like nice gin and tonics or whatever. Um, how often do you think you're going to a dive bar? Well, probably like probably like once a week, because uh, I go to a lot of bars. <laughs> I've got a problem, and I'm do and I do comedy in New York City, or comedy anywhere. If you do comedy, like I'll tell you this. Uh, so I started doing comedy originally when I was like 20, 26 is like when I started getting into stand-up. Although I'd done comedy, like I had done things before that, but mm-hmm. that was like when I started doing stand-up and going out and doing comedy, doing live mm-hmm. comedy. And I never, like I was at, a, you know, I was, I went to college, I drank in college. I mean, I guess I didn't really drink out very much because I was, I only knew one place that took, that would let you they would serve you alcohol under 21. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I guess I went there until I was 21. But I remember in college even only really drinking on like Fridays and Saturdays. Yeah. Like I didn't drink on Thursdays. I didn't drink on old Thirsty Thursday. No Thirsty Thursday? <laughs> I was not a Thirsty Thursday guy. And yeah, just Fridays, Saturdays. And, and I don't know. I mean, not to, don't get me wrong. I drank in college, but not way, way less than probably most people do. Yeah. I was like definitely above people who don't drink in college because there were those people too. Mm-hmm. But I was way below like, I drink way more beer now than I ever did. Let's put yeah. it that way. <laughs> but then I graduated college and I, I kind of only went to the bar. Like occasionally I would go to this one pool hall that was like ladies night was like Wednesday. So I would go with a bunch of my friends and we would make sure we had we were at least half girls and that meant you got like half off drinks and half off pool and that was fun. But like that would be it. Like, and for years I would just do that. Like, maybe a Wednesday night out, but like mostly still just Fridays and Saturdays. Yeah. And then I started doing comedy mm. a few years later. And again, this is through my early twenties. Like, I could be drinking a crazy amount when I'm twenty-three. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm still just like chilling most of the time. And again, maybe a couple weekday drinks or whatever. But then you start doing comedy, and I'm like at bars, like all the time Sunday nights Monday nights Tuesday nights constantly at bars yeah and as somebody who is a person who writes and performs at the magnet theater Mm -hmm. there's one specific bar that everyone there goes to called Walters Mm -hmm. I know Walters uh, 29th and uh, 8th in uh, Manhattan yes that's a dive bar that is a dive bar and it's only one choice of cider not a good choice it's not it's not as dingy yes. as most dive bars it's actually by dive bar standards it's probably on the upper edge I'd say so although they don't serve food but you can bring food in which is also a telltale bar yes. a dive bar sign bring allowing you to bring your own food in yeah um and uh but i am there i'm there like once a week or once every other week because mm-hmm. if i'm just doing stuff at the magnet that's i just where that's people where go. people go <laughs> Um, and you can buy two PBRs for five dollars, which is one of the best deals in New York. I also think that's a sign of a dive bar. Bar they have a deal like that, like two PBRs for five dollars, or a PBR and a shot for 
four dollars i mean just serving pbr makes you a dive bar yeah. that's like one of the check marks yeah. <laughs> pbr or um well it's weird because like narragansett and yingling have both become like not divey shitty bar- beers anymore even though they both are I, 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 I'm fine with, I don't really drink Yingling um, because the only, <laughs> you can only get it expensive in New York yeah. where it's like a shitty beer that you, people love it in like Pennsylvania because it's their cheap beer or like in New England, Narragansett is mm-hmm. like the cheap beer. Um, but like you come here and it's like, for some reason, Narragansett is not cheap anymore. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about Narragansett, but when I was in college, Yingling was a big deal because it, at the time it was only sold in Pennsylvania. So people would like bring it back and people loved it. Yeah, that, but then they started selling it in Ohio, and I assume people still liked it. I remember people being very excited that it could be sold in Ohio. This this is the exact same thing that happened in Massachusetts. It, <laughs> like people would talk about it, but we didn't have it. Yeah, and then it came around, and it was so expensive. Um, I, yeah, I guess to me it was Narragansett. P- we had PBR. We had it? PBR. I mean, we drank like I don't know back then before I started drinking nice beers. I guess I was just drinking like Bud Light and, and Natty Light was a lot. Oh, Natty Light. My favorite cheap beer. Not that the, we're not specifically talking about that, but if I'm stuck drinking it, it's uh, Coors Light is my uh, mm. go-to. It's because the mountains change colors? It's because the mountains change colors. The can is taller and skinnier. Advertising is so good. <laughs> um, I Well, yeah. I actually, I think it really is that I, I do prefer the taste of it. And I have a few friends that were like, we're kind of all the same way where we'll, if we're stuck buying a, a 30 pack of some crap beer, it's usually going to be Coors Light. Yeah. Um, My dad drinks that too, although I did it before he did. Wow. Wow, <laughs> uh, you were cool before your dad. Um, and well, now um, I'm I'm cool again because now I only drink nice beers. Um. So if I was buying a 30-pack of something, it would not be any beer because um, beer is gross. You know what they have, though? It's Natty Light, speaking of, has a strawberry lemonade flavor that came out this summer. Ooh, is it good? And... um. He, I think you probably would like it. I liked it in a this is kind of trashy kind of way. <laughs> but I also do love strawberry lemonade. Mm-hmm. That was when I used to go to Chili's a lot, the restaurant chain. I would always order strawberry lemonade. Mm-hmm. And that was also bottomless. It was so good. And they'd like put real, like they'd mash, I'm probably frozen, but real strawberries into lemonade and it was so good. Mm-hmm. Have I discussed, I keep hearing or uh, seeing a commercial for this beer, but it has tea leaves in it. And I keep meaning to text you when I hear it. Oh, I don't know about this. It's a Bud Light one. It's like their summer oh, one. I it's, probably will hate it. <laughs> I, it's Bud Light and I want to say some sort of citrus fruit and tea leaves. I'll look it up later. Um, no offense to anyone who likes Bud Light. That shit's garbage. <laughs> uh, my least favorite shitty beer though is Miller Light. I don't like it's Miller Light's actually the only beer that I basically will refuse to drink. Mm-hmm. Like I and I've always hated it forever and ever um i've just never liked it Ugh, it's i know it's the champagne of beers but is it the champagne here. of beers miller and miller miller light one of the two they're champagne of beers so it's made exclusively in one region of france yeah the champagne region yeah um yeah i don't know those are all crap um more things about dive bars more things about dive um, bars yeah so i don't dislike dive bars i just think that's my favorite bar to go to when I'm back home is called the Blarney Stone, which I think every city in America is required to have at least one Blarney Stone. <laughs> I know New York has one. Um, is there one in uh, Columbus? I'm certain maybe in Columbus. I don't think there is in Lancaster, Ohio. 
let's uh, get our listeners on that one. If there's a place called the Blarney Stone, um, let's. That's how you determine if a city is big. By the way, if it has its own, <laughs> I don't. I disagree. I think it has has to have like a Irish community. Uh, I went to two different Irish pubs while I was in Japan. <laughs> okay, fine. I think Irish pubs are the most. Like, if you're just gonna have a bar, it might as well just be an Irish pub. Like. Like most dive bars yeah. are also Irish pubs. <laughs> like yeah. they just, it just has worked out that way. I mean, there are Irish pubs definitely in Columbus and in Lancaster. I just don't know if they're called Blarney Stone. Someone has to, like, they're breaking the rules. You get to have one Connolly's. You get to have one, uh, what's, <laughs> uh, Murphy's. Mm-hmm. You get to have one, um, Mahoney's. Mm-hmm. And then you open a Blarney Stone. And then from there, you can name them whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But you have to hit all of those first. This is a rule. <laughs> I don't think that's a rule. Keep going. But uh, I do agree a lot of Irish pubs are dive bars. Although, to me, pub means food. Yes, but the food is still often yes. divey food. Would you say McManus is a dive bar? Um, No, it's too classy and too expensive. That's true. Um, Although I also think the only cider they have is... um. Magners? Magners. And well, if you're going to be Irish, you might just have Magners anyways. God, I don't, don't like it. Um, yeah, they're they're too fancy. Almost like main, the main reason I don't even really like eating there is because it's like, it's still not even that good, but it's like New York prices. Yeah. So it's like $20 for a burger and it's like mm-hmm. the worst burger you've ever had. Which <laughs> is not true. It's not that bad, but it's not that great either. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, McManus. Yes. Yeah, it's a dive bar. I think I was thinking you said Triple Crown, different no. restaurant. Uh, McManus is, yeah, McManus is a dive bar. I changed my mind. Yeah, booths, food, bad food. Um, I have not had a burger there. I don't I think don't they're. Ex- I don't think that place is expensive, but it is. That's divey. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's grun- It's kind of got a grungy feel to it. Yeah, I retract all my previous statements. Mm-hmm. Uh, so McManus, dive bar, weird bathrooms, bathrooms, aspect of dive bars. Yeah, usually weird. Not like bad, just like um weird i think one thing and not again not all dive bars are this way not all not dive bars are not this way but uh poor um poor maintenance of the bathroom in a way where yes. like not replacing paper towels like yes you put one in the beginning you you open the you open your bar at five o'clock you put one roll of paper towels in and you're never checking in that bathroom yeah. again nope. it's done for the night uh you're not refilling the soap uh best of luck for that toilet paper situation yeah uh yeah, if you're in a me- if it's a men's room, there might not even be toilet paper in there. <laughs> um, yeah, not like a great like like the worst bathrooms, and like in a way that's totally preventable. Like there are ways that dive bars have like you know they'll have a lot of graffiti in the bathroom yeah. or stickers on the wall. That's all fine, but the one when you're like, can't be bothered to check to put paper towels no. up or whatever. It's like the bartending shifts where the bartender, because they've only hired one bartender. Yeah. So then they're just behind the bar for like eight straight hours. And they're, they look stressed. And they, even if they go to the bathroom in the middle of that, they're not, they're like, stuff. I'm not putting in paper towels. Yeah. Uh, listen, I can feel, I can feel sympathy for these bartenders. Eat a dive bar. <laughs> uh, cash only. It's a big dive bar thing. Yeah. To not take cards. Um, pictures, getting pictures of stuff. Yes. That's either a really good beer place or a dive bar. Yeah. Because a good beer place will like let you do that too. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Really strong drinks. Really strong co- like cocktails Ugh. that are like unbelievably strong. Yes. Which is like 50% liquor. Yeah. Um, we went to a dive bar a lot when I worked at Buffalo Wild Wings in Columbus, Ohio. Um, it was called, I, I would say it's dive bar. It's Little Bar. It had booths. It, what was it called? Little Bar. It was called Little Bar. Yeah. There's a bar in uh, Boston called The Littlest Bar. Oh. <laughs> it might be closed now, actually. It had a companion bar, which I don't know if it still is, is open, called Big Bar, and that was more of the club. Mm. The club. <laughs> <laughs> the, what did you mean to say? I No, I meant to say club, but I just don't know if it is a club. <laughs> okay. Did people dance there? Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, the, I should have... I met, brought up the Blarney Stone. I quickly forgot, but it's like... The place I go, because it's like, you can buy shots for like a dollar of like specific pre-made shots, which is such a dive bar thing where they just have like a uh, bottle of, what are some ones? Oh, uh, the money shot or um, what's like redheaded slut or whatever. <laughs> uh, that's like a cocktail uh, or like fuzzy navel. And they just have like a bottle full of it and they pour it for you into these little plastic cups. Have I told you this story um, I'm going to tell it. I don't think I've told it on the podcast. Mm. So I was recently in Ohio and I went out with previous podcast guest Troy Allen Van Gundy. And he said, let's do a shot. And I'm like, no, I don't want to. Um, and then he asked again, I'm like, no, I, I don't want to do, I don't want, I don't want it. I don't want it. And then it came out that I thought a shot of as like pure alcohol. And he thought it was, he thought of shots as like, these things that you're saying oh, like, like the flavor shots yeah. yeah and so then we compromised and got one and it was gross um what did you get i can't remember a lemon drop um i that that would be fine to me i like kamikazes that's my favorite mm-hmm. shot if it's that way it's also the first shot it's also the first drink of any kind i ever had in a bar oh wow it was i was like 19 little baby matt and i got into a bar for some reason <laughs> Uh, I was in Boston. I was working at an internship and I was, uh, it was Christmas time and was it Christmas? Yeah. It must've been Christmas. It was some sort of party at work. Yeah. Christmas, Christmas party. And we, were you a a freshman or a sophomore? I think this was, it was definitely at least, I might've been in my, I was in my middle year, Northeastern. So is that like junior year? Um, well, it's, yeah, it's third year, but it's, it goes freshman, sophomore, middler, uh, uh, junior, senior. Okay. Um, I think that way. So, like, you only don't make sense for one year <laughs> in the middle, and you can still be like, because it'd be weird if you were a senior and year four, but you still had a year after that. Yeah. Um, and so I was at my I was at this job. I worked at a law firm. I did IT support. I like fixed printers and stuff. Mm-hmm. But we we had our company party at uh at a pretty nice restaurant. It was like a seafood restaurant. And then um we moved from the restaurant to like a hotel lobby kind of situation. The hotel party. I sang that like hotel. no particular song. Motel holiday in And then we were there. And I was getting drinks, but it was still like this company thing. So it like made sense that they weren't like carding me or whatever. And um, I still get carded now. And when I was 19, I looked like I was like 15 probably. (laughs) And then we went um, and then like the young people. So like the hotel, it's still like pretty much everyone from the law firm is still there. Lots of people. 
And then from there, like, like maybe two cabfuls of younger people went to the Faneuil Hall area, which is like party central in, in Boston. Mm-hmm. And we went to a bar and it was a Tuesday night, if I remember correctly or something or yeah. And we went in and they like checked IDs. Actually, it's probably a Thursday because then I think the next day was a Friday and nobody like nobody went to work. But I did because I only got paid if I showed up like I didn't have vacation time or sick time. And um, we went to this this bar over there and the guy checks my ID. And in Massachusetts, and I'm sure most many states, but um, this is my ID at the time. It's a vertical ID if you're under 21 yeah. to visually in every way possible say that this person is not 21. Yeah. It says in big, it says in red letters. I can picture this. This person is under twenty one or yeah. whatever, or not age twenty one. Like yeah. all the things that are like supposed to be just like at a first glance, you know, this person is not twenty one. Yeah. And the guy looks at my ID, really looks at it, looks at me, looks back at ID, and then hands it back to me and lets me go in. <laughs> so I don't know what was going on, but I mean, I was with these other people, and then some guy walks in ordered a bunch of kamikazes and i had one and i was like this is pretty good little baby matt and uh yeah it was good and then uh i've been i've been a cool shot person ever since but yeah i mean like those mixed drink ones are fine but like Mm -hmm. at a dive bar they like pre-mix them yeah where troy and you were they probably made them they did make them fresh a little better uh fresh i i agree with somebody said let's do shot let's do a shot i assume they mean uh straight liquor yeah uh very rare i guess if i if i was at the blarney stone specifically i just knowing my friends they mean like a money shot yeah (laughs) um but yeah most of the time people don't mean that like unless they're like oh let's get some like let's get kamikazes or something Mm -hmm. then i would be like oh yeah which that has not happened in a long time maybe i'll have to make it happen now (laughs) Next time we go to a dive bar. Or you were with me when we had those green tea shots, right? Yes. That was a one. That was a weird one time thing. I don't I think, remember if I liked that. I feel like I didn't like it. I think that was something where like, it was like, do you guys want to do shots? And we were like, oh, not a real shot. And they were like, well, what if we do green tea shots? I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Those kinds of shots in a bottle pre-made are a dive bar thing. Yeah. Uh. Oh, dive bars are cheap. Do we yes. even say that part? I don't. I think it was hinted at, but they are cheap. Cheap. Um, that's why I like going to the Blarney Stone. It's like three bucks for beer. Oh, God bless. <laughs> we always order pitchers, of course, light when we go. <laughs> um. Yeah. D- would it count? What is this a dive bar thing? Like not pitchers specifically, but like buckets of beer probably with like an ice bucket with yeah. like or a pail with a bunch of beers that sounds kind of divey i mean it can also be just summery yeah like sometimes if it's like a patio thing yeah um but yes also a dive bar i think almost any gimmick to sell you more almost in, like except for happy hour I'm, I'm gonna exclude happy hour from this but like if there's any kind of like all night way of like buying stuff for cheap uh any kind of bulk buying discount yeah. <laughs> Because like any place that's like a dive bar is kind of a bar that's like meant to kind of get you drunk. Yes. Where like a regular bar, not that you can't get drunk at them, uh, but like they're slower. You know, you're if you're ordering fancy ten to fifteen dollar cocktails, you're not. You're gonna slowly drink yeah. them. If you're ordering your fancy IPAs, you're gonna sip them and enjoy them. 
But if you're buying pitchers of uh, Coors Light, you're freaking chugging it. You're probably playing darts, Ugh. and you're just like, sip, sip, sip. Can't stop sipping this. Um, if someone's like... <laughs> That's hey, how people talk, too. Sip, yeah. sip, sip. Can't stop sipping this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if someone's like, oh, I'm going to get another pitcher. You guys want more? And you just like chug the rest of your beer. You're like, yeah, I want more. Out of your, your plastic cup, probably, yeah. that they gave you. Um, if you go to a dive bar and they give you a glass cup, you know you're either there too early or too often <laughs> where they're give they're like ooh you're my favorite customer i yeah. give glass to you um you said darts which we had not mentioned there's usually some sort of activity that you can do darts um a pool table that you have to put quarters yeah. into yeah specifically uh the blarney stone has a ring game where it's like a ring tied to a string that's tied to the ceiling mm-hmm. and there's a hook on the wall and basically all you're doing is like repeatedly trying to swing the hook or swing the ring onto the hook. So it's, and that at the Blarney Stone, there's, that is in between two dartboards. So just <laughs> we're painting the picture of this place. <laughs> Green tile floor, cash only, ATM in the corner. Oh, Big Buck Hunter. Yes. Also popular. Or like the bowling arcade game. I love bowling. Um, Yeah. Williamsburg is full sticky of sticky floor. Sticky floor. Hopefully not. I know, but I just towards the end of the night, sticky floor. Yeah. People getting sloppy drunk. Yeah. Cause that's the thing, like all the cocktails are are like full of fruit punch. So they're just like Yeah. Once you start once you get drunk enough, you're you're spilling it you're just like sloshing sticky, it. Yeah. Williamsburg does have a lot of them. Oh. I'd say New York has a lot of them in general. Yeah. Any like crappy space you can just throw something yeah. in. The weird thing with New York though is like a lot of them are still too expensive. Yes, that's true. But everything in New York is too expensive. It's just like if you're going to be a dive, like that's why I don't like a lot of them because I'm like if I'm already paying, if I'm paying the same amount for a beer. I want a nicer place. I want a nicer place. Yeah. Um, I like going to Walters. I was recently, I went to Cage Match and I, while I did not go to this place, there's Walters. There's another Walters near the walter's cottage walter's cottage which is decidedly less divey but probably still a dive i'd say i'd say so i'd say walter's is already it's already fringe dive yeah um but yeah like yeah mcmanus which mentioned earlier which is a big like improv person bar it's kind of it's not like cheap no it's mostly there with a nostalgia effect and it's fine but it's also is in like an expensive part of new york it is yes um and the booths are like very i don't know vinyl they're very vinyl and shiny they're very shiny they're very vinyl they're just what you think of when you think of booths 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 they're that green they're that green booth yeah think green booth yeah and actually blarney stone all like the benching and i i don't i don't even know if i want to call it a booth it it is (laughs) but like there's a lot of chairs supplementing the booths (laughs) There's kind of like a bench that goes like around the outside that it has like that green material on it, although they're not comfortable at all. And then then there are tables on that. And so like if you're sitting at like a quote unquote booth, most of you are sitting in chairs. A couple of you are probably sitting on this bench. Yes. <laughs> it's like an open booth where like it's not closed off. Yeah. I'd be remiss not to mention that we would make mega table there because you could move tables around. So if we went with enough people, we would smush a bunch of tables together <laughs> and call it mega table. <laughs> Did you put them back at the end? 
uh yeah i guess push them slightly apart usually people usually you'd start standing at some point you'd start leaving like people would be trickling off yeah and then other people would be like are you using these chairs and they go yeah. and you go no, no. and then they start taking them away <laughs> okay so not, it naturally de it, it deconstructs itself deconstructs itself if i was if i wasn't such an addict of or addict i said addict 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 oh god if i wasn't so addicted <laughs> to staying out late uh, I might have to put the chairs back myself. But since I stay there the longest, I don't have to do any work. <laughs> Bars also close in uh, in Massachusetts, like one thirty. It's like when you go home, you're done. Yeah. New York, though? You say it to four plus in the morning. Yeah. Officially four o'clock. Unofficially. Yeah. Who the hell knows? Who? who it depends on how much uh, that bartender's enforcing that rule. Uh True for both dive bars and non-dive yeah. bars. I recently went to a bar that it closed at two. What the fuck? I know. I've been to some places that were like that too. Was it restauranty? I feel like rest- uh, there is food, but they closed the food before that. Oh, because I feel like a lot of like the places that like have a bar but are also more of a restaurant will close early. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Greenwood Park. Greenwood the bar name. Park. I went to the. Greenpoint Palace, Bushwick Palace, someplace over there in Greenpoint. <laughs> That's the double dive bar I was talking about mm-hmm. earlier. And it had a DJ eventually and there was dancing, but it was still definitely a dive bar. <laughs> they had like a hundred air conditioners in this one place. It was Well that's it was nice, but also it was like, oh, you can't have like a couple nice air conditioners. You have to like mishmash a bunch of yeah. them together. Uh, dive bars feel homemade in a lot of ways. Yes, I think that's true. Bunch of stickers on the wall. Yeah. Posters. Uh, probably have some like neon lights. Yes. For that they got for free with beers, like beer brands or yeah. whatever. Maybe some mirrors with like written text on them. Yes. Like Jameson whiskey, but it's a mirror. Yeah. I'm everything. Everything we've gone over, I think, describes the Blarney Stone. Like every single detail of this whole thing. Like even the even the you don't have to have this to be a, a dive bar. Blarney Stone still has that thing. <laughs> um, and actually, the music there, it's like because me and my friends, we would sometimes go there too early, which would be like seven or eight o'clock at night, and they are playing like like nineties rock music, but like or like even recent music but still reminds you of 90s rocks so like nickelback yeah. or like pearl jam or whatever which pearl jam spans the past uh 25 years yeah um but then at 10 o'clock they would switch to p- being more like rap and pop and stuff because Ugh. like that's when like people would go there yeah that like come 11 o'clock at night in like the heyday of that place it would just be like full of college kids and crazy at that time is it not it's in its heyday now I've not been there. I, I I don't know if it like ebbs and flows mm-hmm. or something, but I I go there a lot for like the night before Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. which is often you know a crazy night for bars. And the first couple of years I did it, or the first few years I would go there for that. It would be wall to wall people yeah. and like hard to walk around. And now it's uh, you can go there on that day and it's not that bad. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, f- I feel like maybe people are over the, gr- the that kind of thing. I don't know. They have another bar to go to? Yeah. I guess so. McAllen's? McAllen's. That was the first Irish thing I could think of. Um, There's a Mahoney's people go to. There's a... 
was it Doherty's maybe or something? Yeah. All those names. It's all Irish, especially in Massachusetts. That's like, it's everywhere. Yeah. I mean, New York has a lot. Uh, I think all the Northeast just because that's where Irish people went. Yeah. <laughs> the couple that I saw when I was in Japan. <laughs> <sighs> um, yeah, I don't know. I think I, I, I think I covered it all. Do you have anything else you want to add? Is Barney Stone your favorite dive bar? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is that because it's the best or because of nostalgia? Uh, it's because it's the cheapest. Okay. Uh, I also, I should say nostalgia wise, I, the first time I ever went to the Barney Stone, I was like a kid because the St. Patrick's Day parade would go by it. And my, my family, like my dad, my uncles stuff would all, all go there and I would go in there. Oh, and they have free popcorn, (gasps) dive bar thing, free popcorn or pretzels. And when I was a kid, I would go, they had like a popcorn machine that you could like, you can go and fill your own bowl with and stuff and you can still do that. Um, and that was like what I remember as a kid was the popcorn because I didn't drink beer. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we would go in there during the St. Patrick's Day parade. While like you'd go, you'd kind of like pretty like be at the parade and then you go inside for a little bit and you come out like yeah. there's a whole thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I bring people there like or when of a lot of my friends back home, I'm among the older people there too. Everywhere I go, I'm old. Ugh, I don't want to be the one to say it. Only, but. only by a couple of years. But I would bring people there for their 21st birthday. I was, I'd be like, oh, your 21st birthday? Let's go to the Blarney Stone because we can all buy you drinks because it's super cheap. Yeah. And it's a like a rite of passage of people from Worcester. <laughs> um, it really only happened a couple of times. Shout out to Lauren. Will she listen to this? I don't know. Tell her you shouted her out. Hi, Lauren. Hello. Uh, Yeah. Uh, my one closing remark is I still feel like I talk too much. <laughs> it's your topic. I know, but I wanted to. Uh, I said things. You did. You did. I just still feel like. <sighs> Here, I'll talk. Here, let me let me think if I if I have anything else to say about dive bars. I like a dive bar. My problem is is that their cider selection is generally just, just um, Mag- Magnus and I can't even remember the name because I dislike it so much. Um. However, uh, recently, I, when I went to a dive bar, I had White Claw instead. It tasted mm-hmm. like Smarties. It's seltzer, and you like seltzer, and you're just in denial. Seltzer does not taste like Smarties. This tasted like Smarties. You're not drinking the right seltzer. You said it yourself that seltzer is not sugary, and this drink tasted sugary. There wasn't sugar in it. I don't care what the container says. It tasted like Smarties, which are pure sugar. Okay, 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 okay. <sighs> Topic done. <laughs> Topic done. <laughs> we don't have anything else to say, do we? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think we do have some corrections, but I... No, they're on hold. Okay. If you don't have it open yet, we're done. This podcast has already gone too long. <laughs> this ep is over the limit. Um, this is not a divey episode. Um, it's deluxe. Ultra big? A double dive bar? I think it's a dive bar or a deluxe bar. <laughs> It's the two. This is a deluxe episode. I think it's a double dive bar. But that's even... But double dive would be worse. I don't know. You're I just, sinking deeper into the sea. Okay, fine. It's a deluxe bar. We're at... What bar? Where are we at? We're at the Haymaker. Mm-hmm. There's a place in Worcester called the Dive Bar, mm-hmm. but it's not a dive bar, but it's nautical themed. Oh! It is dark and it is cash only and there is no food and you maybe you can bring your own in. But 
the beer is too expensive and too nice for it to be a dive bar. It's like a beer bar. But do they really lean into the uh, diving aspect? Yeah, there's like some of the windows are like portholes and mm-hmm. the oh, decorations they'll have like there's like a shark and some other crap <laughs> hanging up and on the walls. Yeah, it's like nautical themed. Like that beach restaurant, beach, beach bar I went to that had sand on the floor. Yeah, it's like not quite that. It's like it's more of like a uh, an artistic interpretation of the mm-hmm. idea where it's yeah okay deconstruction of a bar whatever <laughs> matt do you feel good about this topic i feel good i did have to, i had to mention that one because it's also in worcester and yeah. I, I did a lot of worcester talk today i feel good you feel good about I, everything i feel great um well let's let's spell one last thing out oh god um i've uh, go to plumdeluxe.com type in vip code tbd that's spelled t-e-a-b-d and also check a you know rate us on itunes like uh, our instagram page follow us on instagram like, like all of our stuff do all that stuff um i've been matt armando and i've been emily claire riggins e-m-i-l-y-c-l-a-r-e-r-i-g-g-i-n-s and yes i did spell my middle name correctly that's how you spell it um M-A-T-T-H-E-W-T-H-O-M-A-S-A-R-O-M-A-N-D-O. So I spell my name. And yes, I spelled my middle name correctly. People misspell my middle name. They C-O- want to put an I in it. A-I-R. And this has been TVD. <laughs> With Matt Emily. Bye. Bye.